Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Can can I can, wait? Okay, I can hear myself now. Yeah, uh, I plug my headphones in. All right, we're we're good. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, busy week, but not so much in the wrestling world. Uh, it seemed like last week was super stacked with everything going on, and this yeah. week was just kind of a, a breather week, I suppose. There were a couple of high spots, which we'll talk about, but overall, well, just kind of mellow. Yeah, I mean, it was a solid week of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. There's always choices that bookers make. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony, that that we somebody, don't understand or agree with, but somebody needs to take the the creative power away from Paul White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. so this week we are uh, drinking Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack. Uh, we I think we may have featured this on the show before, but if if we have, it has been a long time since then. Um, but yeah, it's one of Jack Daniels. Higher ones, you know they they. Yeah, it's like a it's a, a special blend. It's a it's, it's a double step above that kind of stuff. They say it's double mellowed, whatever that means. Um, right, it smells. So I'll be honest, like it smells like acetone. Yeah, I mean it. This is the smell. Now I've had this before, and I actually like the taste, but the smell is a step above paint thinner. Yeah. Uh, it is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. Maybe paint thinner with a little sugar mixed in. Uh, it's double mellowed Tennessee whiskey. Um, the the bottle's a classy bottle. Just yeah, nice. I do like the bottle. Yeah. Well, cheers. cheers. It's a lot smoother than your traditional Jack. Oh, yeah. There's no... That double mellowed, I guess. Yeah. There's absolutely no rough edges on this. Um, it's got nice flavor on it. Yeah. And that's what I say. Like, it's one of those that I really... I've always liked the taste of Gentleman Jack, but the smell... The smell makes me think of, like, this is super cheap whiskey. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, it is Jack. But the... Yeah, but the gentleman Jack isn't cheap by any means. <laughs> um, it, it it makes me think of just that like Canadian mist or something like that is how the, the smell the, the Canadian hunter the Canadian hunter well Canadian mist too for that matter but coming next week on whiskey and right? wrestling Canadian mist no. the smell is just like not good but yeah it's a very vanilla forward uh, whiskey. Like I said, there's there's almost no burn, and when you're talking an eighty proof whiskey, that's kind of impressive. So yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, go pick yourself up a bottle. It's a nice one. It would mix very well mm-hmm. uh, if you if you wanted to mix it into something, or it's, you could just treat it as a sipping whiskey, and it would be just fine. I think this is made more to be a sipping whiskey, whiskey but it's one of those like if you mix this in a Coke. You're not going to taste it. You're not going to taste it. Uh, so if you've got friends that like vodka, and the reason they like vodka is because, oh, I can't taste the alcohol, this may be that choice to to pour into the, the Coke or the, the, the dark yeah. pepper or the whatever, you know, as a, hey, here you go. Yeah. Maybe it's a, it's a good one maybe to help your friends who are not into whiskeys get, a, get you into know, get into a whiskey, uh, you know, that and, and – Several others that we've had here on the show. Yeah. But shall we talk about wrestling? Sure. So Monday Night Raw. Uh, Sami Zayn reads Jey Uso the Riot Act, uh, which leads to a Riddle versus Sami Zayn match. Uh, because, you know, Jey Uso is now Sami's problem. Yep. Uh, Riddle beats Zayn after the bloodline had been told to do everything to ensure Zane wins. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so we we find you know we're gonna hear more about that. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeats Theory via pinfall. Rey Mysterio defeats Chad Gable via pinfall. Damage Control um, has an interview with Saxton. Uh, Candice LeRae defeated Bailey via pinfall. Dexter Loomis crashes the Miz's birthday celebration. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. <laughs> Almost defeated local wrestler Joey Ace and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, local wrestlers <laughs> Joey Ace and Chico. Bray Wyatt interrupts the broadcast with a cryptic video uh, with uh, Wyatt repeating, revel in what you are. And WWE announces the return of Elias on Raw next week. He's had time to grow the beard out. Right. Uh, now, there's also a couple of other things that happened. We ended the show with a, a bunch of octogenarians in the ring for some reason. Yeah, we had the... <laughs> What the, was it, the 25th anniversary of DX? Yeah. Which, this is the best way to do that. They took up about seven minutes. The yeah, they actually started the show yeah. and ended the show, which I'm I'm okay with. Like, it did nothing for me. I'm a well, huge fan of DX, but they're not involved in storyline. No. It was a, hey, look at us, we're old now. We've been around this long. Like, mm-hmm. look back, look back, I think, at their 20th anniversary one. Mm-hmm. They were like 35 minutes of the show. You know, on their Hall of Fame induction a couple of years ago, they were a huge portion of Raw. Yeah. Do I like DX? Yeah, I always, I, I always will because I was in that perfect, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old demographic range uh, back in the late 90s for DX and the the toilet humor that they brought along. Yeah. It'll all they'll always resonate with me for that reason. Hmm. But when it comes down to modern wrestling and all that kind of stuff, again, you're right. You have three members of WWE like staff at this point. The C, the the C, uh, creative control officer for WWE as a whole. Yeah, the creative uh, head of NXT. Yeah, a, a very high up producer. Yeah, because uh, he has Sean he's Walker. higher he's higher <laughs> than than a producer. I don't know yeah, remember I don't exactly remember what he is. Title but. for Road Dog, but he's there, and then and then Sean Waltman. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Corey Graves gave a great shout out, and and this will probably be the only time that I uh, say something nice about yeah. Corey Graves. I don't like him. I don't like I don't his either. role on television. But that being said, he had a great shout out to Billy Gunn, who was unfortunately able to do there to, due to being signed uh, to another company. Uh, he's off doing something with office equipment. Mm-hmm. Scissor uh, me, daddy. Yeah, what was funny was uh, Road Dog said one half of the the greatest tag team champions in the world, the New Age Outlaws, and then when they did the thing. He said, the road dog, Jesse James, and then everybody shut up. And the crowd shouted, badass Billy Gunn. Yeah. And then road dog finished the New Age Outlaws. And if you're not down with that, you know. Yeah. So, I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. No, it it worked. Uh, the other couple things that we had happen on the show. Uh, Lashley came out for his U.S. Championship match against... Uh, uh, Seth. Seth Rollins, and you know, as expected, Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of Seth Rollins very quickly. Oh wait, no, that's not no, that's not, not at all what happened. happened. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar came out, yep. laid out Lashley. He came out and just looked at Bobby and goes, "Bobby," like tipped his hat <laughs> and then laid him out, yeah. which was to me hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, lays him out. Seth comes out, demands his match. Lashley gives it to him. Seth gets the win. So we're going to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at, well, I say we're going to see this. It's going to happen. We Neither one it. of us are going to watch it, but we're going to see it happen at Blood Money. Uh, the other thing that happened, the biggest news on Monday Night Raw this week, which sounds kind of strange with the Brock Lesnar return, a championship change, but the biggest news was... AJ Styles coming out, confronting 
Finn Balor, them giving each other a hug, and Styles then saying that he's not joining Judgment Day, and he's brought back up. As Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson make their WWE return. I'm actually very intrigued at how this story plays out. Me too. Be- we'll, we'll get into it. but uh, So that was Monday Night Raw. On Wednesday Night Dynamite, this is the first time they've been in Canada. They were in Toronto. You had, kicking off the show, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. Uh, where Luchasaurus wins. Warjo fought uh, Nick Camarado and QT Marshall, where, of course, Warjo wins. Um, this led to a whole lot of interference and in things. Um, after they beat him, uh, Prince Nana and the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage came down. So then FTR came down. Uh, and then Sean Spears shows up. He is from Canada. Um, he comes out and helps out uh, Wardlow and Joe and FTR. Mm-hmm. Now... The astute among you may remember that the last time we saw Sean Spears on TV, uh, he was fighting Wardlow in a steel cage match when he was MJF's lackey. Um, we had just mentioned like a few weeks ago, we were wondering what happened to him. Apparently, uh, Peyton Royce, which I can't remember her real name, Cassie, I think. Uh, something. Or no, I think Cassie's, Cassie's uh, Billy no, Kay. Billy Kay, so the other one. Um, she's pregnant, so congratulations to them. Absolutely. And about two months ago, his mother died. So he's been off with dealing with that, which hate hearing that kind of stuff. Yeah, condolences. Uh, you know, his, he was on a, an interview, and his comment was that he's just happy that his mother got to hear that they she was going to be a grandmother. She never got to see the baby, obviously, but it, it really brightened his day, right? She was yeah. apparently dealing with, you know, terminal issues for a while. Anyway, yeah. um, so he's a good guy. And he did his perfect 10 gimmick. So, cool. Well, and, you know, it's not like it's out of the blue. He and uh, FTR FTR were friends as part of whatever the hell name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they were friends. Him coming out and helping them is great. So I'm good with him being a face. Yeah. Sure, why not? He got an absolutely amazing pop from the crowd. He got a great pop. He really did. Um, next was, uh, daddy ass Billy Gunn versus Swerve. Swerve wins, uh, by cheating, which mm-hmm. I personally think is fair since Billy Gunn cheated so that Keith Lee and Swerve lost. So I'm fine with this. Um, Swerve rolls out of the ring, goes to leave the claimed go to do their scissor me thing. And smart Mark Sterling comes running out of the back, shouting at them to stop. So they turn and look at him. Smart Mark Sterling has trademarked scissor me daddy ass and all the motions related to it in a professional wrestling setting. So he tells them if they do it, he will sue them and they will have to pay him uh, for it. Or if they want to, Maybe we can work out a deal. And then he proceeds to look at Tony Nice, who is there, and say, Scissor me, Daddy Nice. And we all died laughing at this. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't have, but we absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, Moxley cuts a promo. Hangman comes out and cuts a promo with him. I thought this was fantastic. Both of their promos. The only thing I did not like about this segment was. The camera kept cutting to MJF because Moxley and Hangman were in the ring. So we got to show MJF's uh, stupid reactions. We then had Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson versus Chris Jericho for the ROH title. Danielson had this wrapped up to win when Daniel Garcia came out. Looked like he was going to attack Jericho. 
Attacks Danielson instead. Boom. Chris Jericho, one, two, three. He retains the title. Um, we then got Tony Storm and Hikarushita. Hikarushita mm-hmm. versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Uh, Sheeta and Storm win. And then the main event of the night was Pac, the All-Atlantic champion, versus Orange Cassidy, where Brady was sitting here and says, great, I get to see Orange Cassidy lose to Pac again. Hooray. Yep. And then Orange Cassidy wins Mm -hmm. and is your new All-Atlantic champion. Yay. No, actually, seriously. Congrats. Congrats. It was an amazing match. Congrats to Orange Cassidy on his first AEW championship belt. He definitely earns it and has and deserves it. Yep. So and that was dynamite. All right, so let's talk SmackDown. SmackDown starts off. There's been an accident in the parking lot. Karrion Cross is disoriented and trying to figure out or, or trying to get away from the accident when he is attacked by Drew McIntyre. Security pulls Drew McIntyre off of him before he's able to slam the door of a Dodge Ram onto Karrion Cross's face. Um, we get Roman Reigns. It was Rikishi, wasn't it? Um, it has to be. <laughs> I mean, the bloodline's everywhere these days, right? Uh, we get Roman Reigns over a phone call ordering Jay to make sure Zayn wins in his match. So Zayn does, in fact, defeat Kofi Kingston. And then they um, gaslight the hell out of And then they Jay. gaslight Jay. It, it was great. Uh, damage Control challenges Shachi Blackheart. Seth, well, Shachi. <laughs> Shachi Blackheart. I don't know what was going on there. Roxanne Perez and Raquel Rodriguez uh, in a six-woman tag team match. Uh, damage Control gets the win there. Uh, Braun Strowman defeats Brian Thomas and James Maverick via pinfall. In a handicap squash match, after which, or during the match, we see MVP and Omos walking down the arena for the, through the crowd, and so yeah, we're gonna get to see that, and it's unfortunately probably gonna happen at Blood Money, mm-hmm. but that should be a fun little match. It could be. Braun is actually a decent worker. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they do with that. Me too, to a point. Yeah, to a point. I I get it. I, I don't. I'm not interested enough to watch. Well, I'm not watching the blood show, money for it. So. But. Um, yeah. So we get L.A. Knight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did it wrong. L.A. Knight uh, defeating Mansois via pinfall. Uh, we get another return for the Viking Raiders, which looks like they're bringing in uh, Sarah Logan. Yep. With them. We have Logato del Fantasma uh, defeating Hit Row. And we have Liv Morgan losing her absolute mind on Sonya Deville backstage. I thought it was great. It was a great segment. This is what they should have done when she had the belt. It was a great segment. They're letting her go crazy. uh, Letting her lean into that Harley Quinn feel that she has. Yep. So, yeah. That was great. She jumps down on top of Sonya through a table. It was great. Smiling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I neglected to mention on Monday Night Raw that uh, Judgment Day had attacked Ray after his match, and Dominic was telling Ray to hit him. Yep. Hit him, hit me, hit me, hit me. So Ray shows up on SmackDown, talks to Triple H in a backstage segment, and says, I quit. Yep, I'm not going to fight my son. I quit. And Triple H is like, Let, let's go into my office. Let's see if we can figure something out. So we have a uh, number one contenders match for the Intercontinental Championship. It's supposed to be Ricochet, Sheamus, Solo Sokoa, and Karrion Cross. Well, Karrion Cross was absolutely destroyed by the car wreck and the beatdown from Drew. He's unable to compete. Surprise entrant, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey is entered in the match. He's officially moved to the SmackDown brand. And we go through the match, and Rey wins. So we're going to see Rey versus Gunther. I'm sorry, Rey. (laughs) Whether I want to see Rey versus Gunther for the uh, IC title doesn't matter. 
I'm glad they got him away from Dominic. Yeah. Let they, Dominic breathe. Yeah, Dominic needs to breathe. And, and I think that we're building, and I even I said this to Caitlin last night when we were watching, and she's like, what, what are they doing? That's dumb. I'm like, no, it's good. They're going to let Dominic grow on his own. And we're probably trying to delay the match between Ray and Dominic till Mania. Yeah, and that's I, I could see that. I could see it. I could see Ray having told Triple H, you know, not as wrestler to you know on screen personalities, but like actual personalities. That dude, I'm old. I'm tired. I'm working with a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 not gonna resign when my contract is up. Yeah, you know, I I just wanna. I want to rest or know, I'll be here. I'll be at a backstage presence or I'll go to the performance center and do that. But, or he significantly be... steps back from being on the show every yeah. week. Yeah. So I could see that and I could see him saying, you know, I want my last match to be with Dom, yeah. which would be really cool. Um, and so we might see something like that. Do they set up a storyline between now and mania? where Dom takes Ray's mask. Maybe, but I think maybe what we run into is I could see it becoming like in order to wrestle, it can become a like career versus mask, which is what they were going to do on AEW with mm-hmm. Andrade and 10. If Ray loses, he has to quit uh, and give up his mask type thing. Yeah. Um, so I could see something like that, maybe. I don't know, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, the final thing that happens on SmackDown, after two years, we finally have the return of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Bray comes out at this promo, one, an absolute masterpiece. Go find it online and watch yeah. it. Even if you don't care anything else about WWE and SmackDown, go find this promo. This was absolutely a masterpiece. He feels very uh, Southern Revival preacher-esque. You can tell there's some legitimate Wyndham Rotunda in there, but he's also progressing the character along yep. with it. And he just crushed it. Absolutely amazing. He cuts his promo. He's interrupted by a pre-filmed segment of, of himself yeah. in the mask saying, uh, you don't know who, you know who you're dealing with, but you will. And then it just cuts to black. Mm-hmm. It, 10 out good. of 10, no notes. Yeah, that was very good. Bray Wyatt is a master on the microphone. Move to Rampage. We kicked off with Moxley and Claudio versus the Butcher and Blade. BCC wins. Hands down. Easy. We then had Nyla Rose versus Anna Jay for Jade's TBS title where Nyla wins. And the best part about this is somebody was holding up a sign that just said Nyla 1-0 afterwards. <laughs> it was uh, Vicky, wasn't it? Yeah, Vicky. Vicky was the one that was holding it up. Uh, Ethan Page versus Isaiah Cassidy. Ethan Page wins. Uh, then the Pinnacle. So FTR and Sean Spears versus Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony was the main event. FTR and Sean Spears wins. And that was Rampage. Not a whole lot to say about that. The best part being Nyla Rose stole Jade's belt again and, and just keeps running with it. Yeah, because Jade came running down. Uh, to, to attack and get her belt back, and Nyla just grabbed it and took off. Also, Anna J is now Anna J A S mm-hmm. for Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, which is dumb, very. but also I kind it's of like dumb, it. Dumb, but it's funny. It's it's, it's very sports entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> it's very sports inter- sports entertainment is what it is for sure. But, um. So, last Friday was the season premiere for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. This Monday was the season premiere for Monday Night Raw. And with those premieres, we end up with a couple of changes to the announced teams. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith uh, is gone. Jimmy Smith is gone. He's been replaced by 
I forget which WWE guy this it is. It's Corey Graves, and it's the English guy that they've Wade had. Barrett. No, no. Uh, uh, he's been doing backstage interviews and stuff. Yeah, but I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name. Uh, he did a decent job Monday. Yeah. Um, that was the that's Monday. NXT is Booker and Nigel. No, not Nigel. No, they haven't brought Nigel back since. Yeah, I can't remember. It's Booker T and somebody on NXT. Yeah. And then SmackDown is Michael, Michael Cole, Cole and Wade Barrett. Which, watching SmackDown, Wade Barrett was on, is, is his heel gimmick commentator. Can we just get rid of that shit? So, I don't need a heel. I, I just need people to talk about the matches in front of them. I'm of two minds with that. I would like to see, you know, you have your color and you have your your lead, and they're both non-biased, and they call the match, and they talk about the different things that are going on. Like, that would be okay, I think, but at the same token, I think it might would get boring. Because there are points where I like that interaction between a face and a heel commentator. You know, where the... Mm. The face one calls out the the heel is cheating, and then the the heel one's like, "He's not cheating. He was just he was just adjusting his bootstrap, or you know, something just blatantly stupid." Yeah, there is a place for that in wrestling. I think. That said, I think they go to it too often. They go to it too often, and they go to it too hard. Yeah, like it's if it's blatant cheating, like if they're going to it in. If they're going to it so hard that they're not worrying about what's going on in the ring, I have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I have a problem with it when, and this has happened several times with Corey Graves specifically, where back to back they'll have two matches. Mm-hmm. And the heel will do something in one match. And I'm just going to focus specifically on Corey. Corey's like, he didn't do it, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. defending, he, he didn't cheat, blah, whatever. Yeah. The next match, the face does the same thing. And Corey Graves, oh, he cheated. Right. Don't be a hypocrite. Right. Don't be a hypocrite. I, I just, if why is it okay if Andrade does it, but it's not okay if Rey Mysterio does it? Well, it's because it's, it's a heel. But you know what? Like, heels, he, Michael, 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 buddy. <laughs> I know you've watched wrestling for long enough to understand this fact. Heels are smart. And resourceful and will use every uh, person and item that they can Mm -hmm. to get themselves over and win. Mm -hmm. And faces are dumb. True. And gullible. And made to lose. It's, you know, it is absolutely like the, uh, the esteemed philosopher, Lord Helmet, always said. Good is dumb. Yes. So, like, that's why I love Kevin Owens as a face. Because Kevin Owens as a face kind of breaks that weird heel fourth wall. You know, he he gets into that, you know, okay, if you say their name, they're going to come out. Uh, There they are. You know, that kind of stuff. And when you're breaking the fourth law, fourth law, (laughs) fourth wall, like they did this week, at the start of Monday Night Raw with DX backstage and Triple H in a suit, not in his DX gear. He's in a suit and in gorilla with the headphones on and the rest of DX says, What are you what are you doing? Like he's like, Man, I got a show to run. I gotta You broke the fourth wall there. Mm-hmm. Now we know Triple H is there and then we see him again yeah. on SmackDown. And yet you don't see any response to blatant blatant cheating attacks backstage, you know, attacks ringside from the management personnel who are there. Yeah. It, it just all combines to completely destroy the, the suspension of disbelief. I, I would like to see either AEW or WWE, I don't care who, just one of them, TNA, hell, TNA, right? 
have an unbiased authority figure. I don't like the heel authority figure. I did back in the Attitude Era. You know, there's a place in the story to tell with that. There's a place in the story to tell with that, right? They told an awesome one way back when with Vince and Stone Cold. Honestly, they told two awesome ones. Yeah. One of them didn't have a great ending, but you had Vince and Stone Cold, and then you had Eric Bischoff in WCW yeah. with NWO. So, like, you can tell that story, and, you know, I think most of America, at least the majority of wrestling fans in America can relate to that whole your boss is a bitch uh, and you want to smack them but you can't because you know there are things out here in the real world called laws it, it definitely, but in wrestling you can live vicariously through yeah. that you know through that stone cold flipping off Vince McMahon and then giving him a stunner you, you know, you and not get fired for it. Instead, you have to you have to fight the Rock. You know, <laughs> I think um, Middle America, for the most part, can really kind of get behind that. Absolutely. You know, um, but on the same token, I know you and I have talked about it multiple times. I want to hear that unbiased manager figure that when. Hawk hits Orange Cassidy in the head with the ring bell to, you know, knock him out so that he can be pinned. I want that uh, person to come back and say, hey, you cheated. Therefore, we're going to strip you of your title because we don't know if you would have won or lost, so we're not just going to give it to Orange Cassidy, but your actions led directly to your win. Therefore, the title is being stripped from you. Yeah. You know, or... Hey, we saw you throw that lead pipe into the ring while the referee's back was turned to help your buddy win. We're not going to do anything to your buddy because he just took advantage of the situation. Uh, you're suspended and fined $25,000. Yeah. You know, something like that, you know, to create this situation mm -hmm. where you have to evolve that gimmick, right? Because it's always the same gimmick. The referee... Somebody gets up on the ring apron shouting at the ref. The ref goes over there and gets right in their face to tell them to get down mm -hmm. while another person slides the chair in the back. And then somehow the ref doesn't hear clang when the, the chair connects. Yeah. And then they throw the chair out of the ring. They don't hear the clanging as it hits the ground. They just turn around and they're like, what happened? He was standing up a minute ago and, and now he did. I guess I better count. You know, yeah. you would have to evolve that gimmick. You would have to make it to where even the cameras couldn't see it. You know, you would have to get it to the point where the, the commentators are the ones that are having to kind of put over what happened because cameras didn't see it. And you have, like, Excalibur up there going, what did he just do? He just, he just hit him and he fell over, you know. You would have to create that. You would have to evolve that story. You'd evolve yeah. that gimmick. Yeah, you can still have your heels cheat. Sure, why not? Maybe you have MJF. You know, I know that you're going to, you know, hey, look, Butcher. They're going to fine you and suspend you. Um, Suspension, what are you doing anyway? It doesn't really matter. And for your fine, I'll make it worth it to you. Yeah. Just be out there. So that when Tony comes out and says, you know, Butcher, you got involved, you threw him the diamond ring, you're suspended and you have to pay this much money. Butcher's like, whatever. But then you create that that maybe MJF goes to the well once too often with that, right? Mm -hmm. And now his whole backup crew is suspended. And nobody else in the back will take his money for it. Yeah. So now he has to fight fair. You can have a lot of things available there that you could do instead of being uh, lazy. Or you could even take it one step further. After it's happened a few times, you know, you have MJF go, all right, Morrissey, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get suspended. I, I hate that for you, but I really need your help here. 
I'm going to make it worth your while. I'm going to pay you double whatever the fine is. But then you have Tony come out and say, you know, we've warned you guys repeatedly. Mm-hmm. W. Morrissey, you're fired. Yeah. Security escorts him out the building. Mm-hmm. Or you even have somebody backstage after MJF walks out who comes up to Morrissey and says, if you do that, you're going to be fired. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Create that it's those a, moments. And now you have Morrissey being like, what, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, it would definitely be a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. It would allow, it would also allow you to keep the tropes. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, everything in wrestling has already happened. Yeah. You know, and there are, there are beats that get the pops for sure. Stop using them every match. Heels don't have to be cowardly. You know, heels don't have to cheat. Mm-hmm. You, especially the ones that are like really named heels. They don't have to cheat. They can just be assholes, you know, and beat yeah. the faces and force the faces to get better. I've seen, I saw something where it was talking about like, Heels always have to cheat because if they beat faces clean, then it makes the faces look weak. And I don't think that's the case. I think you can have a heel beat a face clean, and you can tell that, well, it just wasn't my night story, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's because that heel really is just better than that face. Yeah. And now that face has a driving passion to get better. And tell the story of... You tell the Rocky story. Yeah. Tell the Rocky story where he just gets beat by the better fighter. Yeah. And so what does he do? He trains. He goes out. He trains. He, gets he works better, hard. He gets better. He comes wins. back and gets a win. And then his buddy dies. But Well. <laughs> <laughs> so you you can tell that story, though. You know, you can have Jungle Boy losing to Jericho. Yeah. Jericho is a much better wrestler than Jungle Boy. He's been around forever. He knows all the tips and tricks and twists and can make it happen. And, and you have the story there of, you know, Jungle Boy, his inexperience, him being a comparative rookie. Yep. And he, as he's going, he's learning. It doesn't, that trick doesn't work on him next time. Yeah. So Jericho has to reach a little deeper into the well. Mm-hmm. You Until know. he finally wins. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy has that crowning achievement of, I'm now better than Jericho. I wasn't. Now I am. Now I am. Yeah. No, it, it definitely does. Evolve you know. wrestling. <laughs> uh, no, they shut down. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, uh, we've been talking a little bit about AEW. Over the last couple weeks, we got some some knowledge dropped on us of Andrade uh, apparently trying to get out of his contract with mm-hmm. AEW and starting a fight with Sammy. Yep. Following all of that, we find out that one John Moxley mm-hmm. has signed a new deal with AEW. It's a five-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, for I, I guess quite a bit of money that he had offers from WWE. Yep. Uh, that it is a uh, exclusive. He can only wrestle for AEW or AEW's foreign partners. Yep. He signed that apparently back in like July. They were going to announce it next time they're in Cleveland, I believe. Do you know why they announced it when they did? Hmm. To pull heat off of Sammy Guevara. Wow. And the, to pull the heat out of the Sammy Guevara Andrade story. Sammy needs to go, to be honest with you. I, he was good. Mm-hmm. He was good and he over he overplayed his whole deal between but between his relationship falling apart, his previous relationship falling apart, him hooding, hooking up with Tay, which, whatever, do your thing, man. Yeah. That, that's between, anything is between the three of them. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say on that. The issue then became when they just ran headlong into, so drops the belt, and then he posts pictures of them having sex on the belt or next to the belt. And, you know, that's one of those things that 
I feel like what happened there, because Sammy's a good wrestler. Yeah. You know, he's really good. But I feel like what happened there is you had a guy who had built up a pretty good chunk of goodwill. Mm-hmm. To the point where the majority of the wrestling community, when the stuff came out about what he said about Sasha, you know, back, what, two years ago, year and a half ago now, um, when he got suspended for it, he had to go to sensitivity training and all that kind of stuff. The internet community was kind of behind him. You know, they were like, yeah, that was a shitty thing to say, but they were kind of behind Sammy. They didn't well, just write him off. And, and Sammy know? did the right thing there. One, he did the right thing. He shut thing. up, he owned up, and yeah. he reached out to Sasha to apologize personally mm-hmm. and agreed without any argument whatsoever yes. to do whatever Tony Khan he wanted to do. He did the right thing. So that bought him some more goodwill and everything. Then when he called things off with Pam like a month after making a big spectacle of proposing to her on TV, you know, that kind of lost him some goodwill. Mm -hmm. People were like, hey, sometimes things don't happen, don't work out. But then the immediate on Twitter, whether it was a work, that became a shoot or a shoot that became a work or, or, or any of that stuff. The immediate on Twitter with him and Ty, just the fans really got upset about that, which was odd for me to see that, you know, because you expect a wrestling fan to just be like, oh, look, he's got a hot girl. Oh, that's awesome. But the fans were like, kind of, dude, you're slimy. Yeah. You know, especially with all the, and I'm not saying this was by any chance a Me Too thing. It wasn't, but especially with all of that still bubbling around, it just came off as skeezy, right? Then he wins the title, and then he loses the title, and then he wins the title, and then he gets involved. Him and Ty get thrown into the the surrogate Cody Brandy spot, and he goes back to the Jericho thing, and, like, Sammy has lost all goodwill with the fans, period. Mm -hmm. They want a reason to legit hate him. Then you're doing this. And Andrade's not exactly a good dude, but the internet wrestling community loves him. Mm-hmm. He's a good wrestler. AEW hasn't treated him well. No. They, they've treated arguably they've treated him worse than WWE did. So you have this. Now you have this. Sammy won't keep his mouth shut. Then the only person that gets punished is Andrade. Yeah. After we just saw, and, Sam, not, and not the thing even, is, not even saw. did Sammy not get punished, he was in the main event the night everything. And happened. let's not forget, Sammy just had a thing with Eddie Kingston too, where Kingston kind of got in trouble and Sammy didn't. Yeah, uh, and Kingston's the one that came out and said, you know, yeah, I was in the wrong. It seems to me that there is this that Sammy doesn't quite understand. Words have consequences, especially when you're talking about professional athletes who are fighters. Eh, you can call that what you will, but fighters. I mean, they're they're they all have huge egos. They're egotistical macho guys. Yeah. Sammy is a Gen Z nerd. He runs his mouth until the other party is ready to just beat the shit out of him. And he's that guy at school then that runs and hides behind the teacher. Yeah. They're going to hurt me. I mean, if he's not careful, people are going to stop working for him. Yeah. People are going to stop selling I mean, for Eddie him. Eddie Kingston's already said that he will not work with him, period. Yeah. See, uh, I wouldn't. I, I If I, I was would, in Eddie would, Kingston's position, yeah. I would work with Sammy. Until we got down to the ring in the match, and then, just and then the I would no sell any. No, I wouldn't. I, whatever the result of the match, yeah. but I would no sell. I would pull a Shawn Michaels. Just no sell. Either I would no pull a Shawn Michaels. Or completely Hulk oversell everything he did. Oversell everything he did, or no sell it. If it's a move that doesn't actually cause damage, mm-hmm. no I'm not, sell. I'm not. I'm no selling it. Period. But yeah. if it's a move that should hurt, then I'm going to. Do half a dozen backflips. I'm going to flip out over the rope and backflip up to yeah. the entranceway and bounce off the wall up there and flip all the way back mm-hmm. to the ring. Like, I'm just going to make him look utterly ridiculous. Yep. Because words have consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's not 
socially acceptable anymore to punch somebody in the face. Right. Yeah, you can't. You can't really. You, you can't punch somebody that, that that said a bad word or you know called you fat or any of that kind of stuff. You really can't do that. You get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But you can take your revenge, like you said. Eddie Kingston's got seventy pounds on Sammy. Work okay. a little stiff in the ring. Work stiff and no sell. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna drop kick me. I'm just gonna stand here. You know, I will expose you for that. You're gonna throw a weak ass punch. I'm not even gonna respond to it. You know, just ask gonna, if a net was there a net. Just look around know, for a yeah. you know a fly or something. I'm supposed to be laying on my back here, so you can do a a move as soon as you get on top rope. I'm just gonna stand up and walk away. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna make you look stupid. I may make myself look a little stupid in the process, but I'm going to make you look stupid. Yeah. Uh, you know, hell, sandbaggy. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you wanted to pick me up for a for a power bomb? <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. You know. And like, I don't. I'm not saying this lightly, and I don't think you are, Mm-mm. because we understand as, as fans, as people who have studied this sport, that when you're in the ring. The most important thing is caring for yeah. your opponent Take care and of your making opponent. sure that they don't get hurt and maintaining that illusion, that suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. that you have to have for professional wrestling. Yeah, I've got my hand up in the air yeah. like I'm <laughs> preaching. Uh, but, and but the thing is, if you have somebody who apparently is Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. who's doing this, they need to be taught a lesson. Yeah, It's like, not about them. Like, I just said sandbagging, right? And mm-hmm. we can go back to, say, what, what Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of heat that came off on Thunder Rosa for sandbagging. And, you know, uh, and that was, was that no, that was Marina Shafir that she yeah. sandbagged for. Um, you know, there's a lot of heat that came off on that. You know, she should have been more professional with it. But the thing is, you didn't hear. And, and if she did that, I'm I'm on Marina Shafir's side at that point, really. Yeah. Which is weird to say, but I am. Because um, there wasn't any, like, backstage any kind of nonsense about did those two have heat right they have yeah. kept it professional so thunder rosa does this and it it really just kind of shows bad on her at that point eddie andrade you know there have been those two are the most recent but there's been others matt hardy who yeah. nearly died because of sammy um you know there's been several instances that Sammy Guevara has been involved in where it's like, really, kid? So, at that point, yeah, if, if Eddie made him look like a fool or Andrade makes him look like a fool or somebody not even involved, just like, I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. Yeah. You know what? More power to him. Yeah. Because I think Sammy has gotten it into his head that he is way more important than he really is. He's better than you. Yeah, he's and you know he's MJF IRL, <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like I feel like Sammy has gotten into his head that he is in, he is super important to the continued functioning of AEW, and he's not. He's not. He's not that level yet. He's if, if, he was close. He was close to being the next guy, and then all of this has happened, yep. and he is now it's just ruined it it's at ruined the his... bottom of the card. As far as I'm concerned, yep. if Mox left tomorrow, AEW would be hurting. Mm-hmm. If Jericho, as much as I kind of right now don't care for what's going on, I can't, I can't deny the fact that if Jericho left AEW tomorrow, they're going to be left hurting. They they would, and you know Jericho, whether we like what he's doing or not, he still holds clout that yeah. he's Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. and there is a very large subsection of the audience who. Oh, I knew. I remember Chris Jericho. Yeah, and they tune in and they see. Exactly. You know, they see him. I mean, even even Kenny and the the Young Bucks being gone right now, I think is kind of hurting. It absolutely AEW. Is. You know, the the elite were their go tos for a long time, and the elite ain't there to be able to do that anymore. I saw a uh, post on Reddit this week, where the guy who made the post and then all of the comments tended to agree with him. They're tired of seeing. ROH on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And to a point, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but 
It's one of those, like, I get you have that brand. Yeah. And I, I get that you're wanting to try to build it maybe a little bit. You're, you're got the belt on Jericho. You're showing, you're showing off the ROH stuff. If that means that within the next 30 to 60 days, we have an announcement that ROH is going to start having a weekly show, whether it's on, whether they do it on YouTube, whether they do it on, on, uh, 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 HBO max or peak or paramount or HBO max uh, or discovery discovery plus. plus. Yeah. Or it's on TBS or TNT or one of the other Turner family channels. Um, if they announce that, then you know what? Okay, I can I can buy having some ROH stuff going on. Yeah, because you're trying to build that hype to get that show off the ground in a positive in a positive fashion. If that's not the case, though, I agree 100. percent I I don't need the ROH belts. Mm-mm. You know, I, I really wish what they would do is they could have a, a, a do a special, do a pay per view even. It's going to be a belt unification. For now, uh, temporarily, as you yeah. even if you want to put it that way, and we can have John Moxley and Chris Jericho for the AEW title. Winner takes all. Yeah, the ROH title will be absorbed will be absorbed into, you know, the TNT title versus the Pure title versus the versus the TV title in a triple threat. All of them will be absorbed into the TNT title. The tag titles, you know, the women's side, you know, all of that can be bundled. Yeah. For now, here is your AEW champions. Yep. The ROH guys can work in AEW. I mean, look, AEW has three hours of nationally televised broadcast a week, plus another, what, two or three hours of... About three hours on YouTube. YouTube. They have enough time for the roster that they have. Well, you have Elevation and you have Dark, which are both enhancement shows. Yeah. And, yeah, make there's not one a lot of those ROH. Yeah. And make the other one the enhancement show. And and you could even, you know, go out there. If you book your bigger stars and you announce that, hey, John Moxley's going to be defending his title mm-hmm. on Dark. He's going to be people. defending against, you know, and you make it somebody credible, yeah. but then you get more people watching. Or what you could do there is you just simply say, okay, dark, all the dark stuff is recorded before dynamite. All right. So for the people live in the studio, in, in the stadium, instead of having it be dark where we see these no name people wrestle, let's make that ROH. Yeah. Hey, you bought a ticket to see Dynamite tonight? Cool. You're going to get to see an hour of ROH, and they can deck the ring in ROH stuff, and then we'll have the the two-hour show for Dynamite. And then, you know, in between, you switch out the the ring apron cover. Yeah, absolutely. And and the ropes. And then you record ROH, and you have your ROH people Mm -hmm. then wrestle that hour, uh, and they're on the, the YouTube show. There you go. And then... We don't see the ROH people on AEW. Maybe every once in a blue moon. Every once in a while, yeah. You get a crossover. Treat it like NXT. Yeah. You know, you have NXT where you have NXT stars, and from time to time, like, I mean, on SmackDown, we saw one of them, uh, you know, show up. Yeah, and we're going to see somebody on Raw. Yeah. You can have your, your ROH stars show up on AEW, but you have so many people signed right now that are getting no TV time. And apparently they just signed uh, the kingdom. Uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, and uh, I forget the uh, other dude's name. But as soon as you said Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis, I was like, okay, yeah, nah, I really cares? don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Renee is is also AEW now. She's all elite. Yeah. Renee cool. Paquette, or however yeah. you say her last name. Paquette. Paquette. Uh, uh, it's French. Good. You know, it's it's you know <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she has signed. She's doing backstage interviews with them. So, which listening to Paige on talk on 
Paul Cus Jericho here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool because Paige and Renee are like super good friends. Uh, and Paige was talking about her her showing up on AEW, and the fact that Tony and her had talked several months ago mm-hmm. about, and she kind of threw Tony under the bus a little bit, which we've done many times on this, and we've heard other wrestlers talk about it too. Um, you know, she's like, "Yeah, we were talking, and then all of a sudden." There's nothing from him. Yeah. Like, hearing nothing. She's like, and I get it. He has a football team over here. He has a football team in England. He's got the show that he's running. He's had a lot of drama (laughs) show up. You know, and she's like, I hadn't heard anything. She says, and Hunter reached out to me. Because Hunter was surprised. Hunter was surprised that she was let go. Yeah. He thought, and, and this is what she said, he thought that, she had requested to not resign mm-hmm. and just be released. That's not how that went down. No. She was not offered an extension. Or a contract. Or a contract, right? So he had reached out to her to come back. And she told him, you know, well, she was talking with, the, she wasn't sure, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. And she was telling Renee that on the phone and Moxley was there and overheard it. And she says, and I hear him in the back go, is that Soraya? He's like, yeah. He goes, is she thinking about going back or something? Yeah, she's talking about it. Shit. (laughs) And he calls Jericho. Yeah. And tells Jericho. Jericho called Tony and goes, if you want to sign her, you better call her now. Yeah. And (laughs) Soraya's like, so I'm sitting there, I'm talking with with, uh, Renee. I didn't realize a lot of that had gone on. And my phone beeps in and it's Tony. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of that goes back to Vince, mm-hmm. and and just thinking how bad Vince was mismanaging WWE yeah. in the last well, couple of years. Even at that, like Soraya was talking about the fact she's like, I was sitting at home being paid. Mm-hmm. She says I called a lot and said, "Hey, is there anything I can do? I can do some office type stuff." I can go down to the performance center and, you know, help out there. I could be a manager. I could, you know, there's so much I could do. And they're just like, yeah, we got nothing for you. She's like, so I just sat at home and got paid. Yeah. Not that I, and it's not what I wanted to do. No, like, it, honestly, sitting at home, getting paid, making lots of money mm-hmm. to just do nothing at home. Sounds great. Yeah. Until you get into it. And now you're like, well, what do I do? And when you're restricted on what you can That's do. That's what she pointed out, too. She's like, you know, there's there was things that she could or couldn't do. She's like, do. she was on her Twitch, you know, and she could yeah. do stuff there. But she's like, I couldn't try to work with another company. I couldn't do independent stuff. Yeah. I couldn't. There's just so much that she was hamstrung from doing. And Paige's whole life, or Soraya's whole life, I, I should yeah. use Soraya. Soraya's whole life. Has revolved around professional Since she was wrestling. Thirteen, I would, she was I would a wrestler, say, but and her mom, her dad, and her older brother are all wrestlers. Yeah, so I would say from the moment that she was old enough In to fact, do anything, actually, this came out on the Jericho thing too. Her mom was pregnant with her, and was wrestling. Yeah, I'd heard that before. That her mom had a match. And got brought into the ring the hard way. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she went to the doctor and said, you know, my back's killing me. My stomach's upset. I don't feel good. And the doctor was like, you're seven months pregnant. <laughs> mom, mom had no idea. Yeah. And she's like, and then I felt like the next day, I just gained 100 pounds, you know. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, honestly, she's lucky to be here. Right. Um, Paige says she blames that on why she says, I always blame my mom on the fact that I'm a, you know, I have that addictive personality. I got addicted to drugs and, and booze and, you know, the spinal stenosis and everything like that. She says, I always blame my mom for that. I was like, this is your fault because you took bumps while I was in there. (laughs) But yeah, it, it really goes to show just how badly Vince McMahon had managed WWE, you'd look at, and, and I'm not just saying this because Soraya was let go. Yeah. You look, look at, at the list, the list of people that are let go, the list that Hunter has brought back mm-hmm. 
and how well he's everybody he's brought back, he's using. Yeah. And they are now the reasons to tune into the show. Ones that should have absolutely you know, positively never been let go in the first place. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really get hit row. I don't it either. doesn't it doesn't connect with me, but I don't think I'm the audience. I was about for to say, it. I'm a forty two year old white dude. Um that it doesn't connect to me. But that being said, they've been on every SmackDown since they've been brought back. Look at Dexter. They're getting their first real feud. You have Dexter Loomis. Look at the pop that Bray Wyatt got. Yeah. How Look. do you let Bray Wyatt go? And I don't think it was ever a, they didn't know what to do with Bray. Bray seemed to me, and, and this has come out in the dirt sheets, everybody, everybody thought it was a money. Because Bray was making over a million dollars a year. And it was like, well, we're not really using him. Let's get rid of him. Look at Braun. As much as I may not like Adam Schur as a human. Yeah. uh, Because he he doesn't exactly. He either is A, not a great human, or B, he just doesn't understand. Yeah. I'm not sure which one it might be. Uh, But look at the pop he got when he came back. How do you let that dude go? That is W. He has WWE stamped all over yeah. him. How he didn't get swallowed up by the other companies, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because like, and I know he said he would never wrestle elsewhere. But if I'm Tony Khan and Braun Strowman is available, mm-hmm. I'm throwing a stupid amount of money at him to get him to come into Impact. my company. Yeah, like you could have Impact could have gotten him in, and he would have been a mega star in yeah. Impact. Immediately. And, you like, know, you look at, uh, you know, Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Vince comes up and puts him in some gladiator. Gimp gladiator mask. And he goes nowhere. But look at him now. But look at what's going on with him. Now he's got an intriguing storyline going yeah. on with Drew. He's got his NXT gimmick back. Yeah. Which, let, let's let's reverse course for just a moment. If we're going to have NXT, mm-hmm. and this is where I never understood it, you got NXT. You're creating these gimmicks for people. These are going to be your next round of superstars, right? Yep. Why, the love of God, was Vince like letting them get over in NXT as a character and then bringing them up as something completely different? Because he thought it was funny. Yeah, it just. Because it amused him, and sucker and succotash, if it amuses me, yep. then it's going to amuse the audience. Floored me. It made no sense whatsoever. None. So. And. I'm glad he's gone. Me too. Me too. I, I'm just, I'm looking at everything that Hunter's done. Mm-hmm. In just a very the, short period of time. The 180 degree turnaround that this company has had in what, three months? Mm-hmm. Yep. And people are excited about WWE now. Yeah. All of that well, hate, all of that anger. Go back and listen to us six months ago. Yeah. Talking about how much we hated WWE. Yeah. And we stopped watching it. Uh, we were all on board on AEW. But now look, all of it, all that hate, that anger, that frustration that we had with WWE mm-hmm. has swung over to AEW. Yeah. And how Tony Khan is mismanaging his company. Mm-hmm. And the thing and, is, Tony was always mismanaging AEW. It's just that Vince was worse. Yeah. Now, Triple H seems to be doing a damn good job. I mean, there's going to be hiccups and mishaps for sure. Oh, absolutely. But Trips is doing a damn good job. So the fact that Tony is bad is just glaring at this point. Anyway, you got anything else? I do. I have, okay. I have one other thing. Um, so it's spooky season. It is Halloween. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, WWE, and, and this is another thing that I don't think happens if Vince is still in charge. Mm-hmm. WWE has released on their YouTube channel a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a cover of I Put a Spell on You from uh, uh, 
It's the Hocus Pocus. Hocus, yeah, Hocus Pocus. I put a spell on you. Featuring Scarlett Boudreaux, Shotzi, and Harley Cameron. I don't know. Harley Cameron must be in NXT. Uh, One, of course, you have these three beautiful women. They're going to play up the the sexiness of these, these beautiful women. There's that. But also, the three of them singing. It's actually really good. Like, really, really good. So go check that out. Yeah. It's not uh, just, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's three very beautiful women that are that are being sexy on the camera in yeah. sexy clothes. Sure, there is there's, that there's part. There's that. But they're actually singing, and they're actually doing a damn good job on yeah, it as well. Yeah, the production that they put into this video is great. Yep. So just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, WWE's not just doing... Yeah, they're doing something cool. They're doing other cool things. So, anyways, uh, I think that that's just about everything that we had to discuss. Yeah, I got nothing. So, we will see you next week. Before we head out of here today, though, we do need to say thank you to McNard Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi, for allowing us to use this space. Thank you, Greg. Come check them out. They have everything that you can need. Do you want to get into playing tabletop RPGs? Well, they have, I think, every D&D book uh, for 5th edition. I think they have a version of it over there. Uh, They have other RPGs. They've got Pathfinder. They've got others that you may never have heard of. Mm -hmm. So go check them out. Pick up some dice. Sit down on the table and start playing. Yeah, and while you're here in Gaucher... Swing by Big Dog Liquor. Go in there and get yourself a bottle of something. He's got, really, he's got every uh, spirit known to man, type at least. Mm-hmm. If there's something that he's got on that's not on the shelves that you want, ask him. He might be able to order it for you. Uh, also, if you're military or a senior, you can get discounts. And on Wednesday, you can stack those discounts. If you're a wine person, huge selection of wine. Mm-hmm. And he does discounts on wine if you order by the case. So, there you go. Go in there and give it a shot. Um, now that you're done listening to us, head on over and listen to our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. You've heard several of them come on here throughout the years. Give them a listen. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture. I uh, think uh, they did trivia this week, that, or this coming release that they're going to release. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last week, they did a uh, playlist where they made each other listen to albums. And so you might pick up some new songs or some new artists you've never heard from. Um, So yeah, check them out. They've got a a great show over there. Jody, who's also one of the travelers also has fearology where he talks about his experiences with horror and the horror genre and how it has affected him and his life. Yeah. And when you're done with all that, listen to silence your cell phones. They talk about newer movies, bingeable television shows, that kind of stuff. Uh, they also have a YouTube channel where they do that. I think it's either on Wednesday or Thursday nights they go live. I believe it is Thursday. I believe it's Thursday. They go live and record their podcast there or just catch them on any of your, your favorite podcast apps. Yep. And with that said, I think that covers our plugs. That covers the week of wrestling. That covers the whiskey. Got nothing else to do. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.